You're just her tattoo Her name written in blue You've lost your allure Your edges will blur You'll fade out of view But our love will last I'm not scared of the past Her love's from within Not even Welcome to Rotcast. Rotcast is a crazy quilt of repurposed audio source material and memories gathered around a series of themes. I'm your host, Rotwang. Once again, this episode's theme, You and Your Body, was taken from the Pushpin Graphic Magazine. The Pushpin Graphics cover, number 67, released in 1977, shows a cartoon that spoofs a medical diagram of the internal organs of a woman. Instead of lungs, there's a vacuum cleaner. Where the heart should be is a heart-shaped box of chocolates. Instead of kidneys, there are a pair of ruby slippers. There's a plate of pancakes next to the shoes. The intestines are represented by a green garden hose, which ends in a strategically placed padlock. While the theme of the magazine sounds like it would be about health education, maybe a quaint 50s-style health ed, This magazine was, in fact, a showcase for illustrators. The content merely supported an assembly of dumb graphics. Here's our assembly of dumb audio. Listen. My abdomen. It was just like jello. It was just flabby and nothing there attractive anymore. (laughs) Everything that I was doing in physical therapy after I'd been through back surgeries I knew I could do on that equipment. You know, I had seen the commercials and just a couple of weeks and you can already start seeing that that tone part of your body come through. Having a home gym just fits my lifestyle. The secret of life lies hidden in the genetic code. Genes are fundamental in determining the characteristics of an individual and passing on these characteristics to succeeding generations. Occasionally, certain conditions produce a structural change in the gene, which will bring about the process of evolution. This may occur in one or more of the following ways. Firstly, by selective mating, in which a single gene type proves superior in transmitting its genes to future generations. Secondly, by gene drift, in which certain genes may fade away while other genes persist. And finally, by natural selection, which filters out those genes better equipped than others to endure in the environment. This may result in the origin of an entirely new species, which brings us to Calvin's and the survival of the fittest. Calvin Klein genes. Dead Air is a brief conversation with a once-living luminary, an outstanding artist or creative who once lived and shared their gifts with the world. Now they return exclusively to Rotcast to keep their hand in and give us a glimpse from the netherworld. Welcome to Dead Air.
I'm your host, Martin Mann. My guest today died in 2003, a few weeks after her 101st birthday. She was put on trial twice, once in 1948 and again in 1952. Both courts determined that she was a follower of, and not active in, the Nazi party. While she will always be seen as a controversial figure, her work as a cinematographer and filmmaker is highly influential. Riefenstahl was the first female director to achieve international recognition. Lenny Riefenstahl, welcome. Lenny, you're the first guest we've had on who knew someone who is definitely in hell. Have you spoken to Hitler since your death? Never. And even Hitler never would love a woman like me. Have you tried to contact him? It was not possible that I was able to ask Hitler, help me. So you did try to contact him after your death. Why was that? I, I want to live again. But you had such a long life. You lived to be over a hundred. Wasn't that enough? I don't know. From my point, I think my life was very hard. So you think Hitler can bring you back to life? That is the most secret for all, yes? Are we talking about rebirth? Reanimation? You wouldn't want to return as some type of zombie. Sure, I would have done, but it is very easy to see it now, yes? What about your work, your art? Would you continue to direct films as a zombie? Film art is moving and picture. And you must, must be strong enough through moving with the picture and the sound of the real atmosphere to give the impression what you want to show. Do you think you will be a slow or fast zombie? Uh, very, very strong, yes, very strong. Speed is the question these days. What about running? A very interesting example is the marathon. The marathon? In the marathon. The marathon? In the marathon, they feel that they are horrible tired, but they want to come to the end. The legs can't go more. He is five kilometers away, but he hears, oh, and it gives the way to go more. So if I understand you correctly, you would be a zombie with great physical endurance. You might not be fast, but you could outlast your victims. And when they could go no longer, you would eat their brains. But I don't think anyone's going to be cheering you on. That was my condition. The people in the cinema, they feel this. 90% of the people are enthusiastic. You've already conducted polls. You're going to film your zombie attacks as entertainment? That's really sick. In this way, Lenny Riefenstahl is very sick. They try everything to fight against me, even try to kill me. I'm beginning to see it. Would it be an unscripted competition? A reality show? For television? No, I don't think so. They couldn't understand my 
papers. We, we think it's better you don't do this, yes? Well, if the TV execs won't go for it, it works as a documentary, right? Yes. Where will you start? Who are you going up against first? Enemy. This is what I want, going to America, yes? Lenny, one last thing. Do you think your desire to be an undead creature roaming these United States has anything to do with your treatment after the war? Some type of revenge? No, you can't mm -hmm. believe me. Well, thank you, Lenny, and good luck with all the... Well, thank you, Lenny. Uh, better you to finish because I'm too excited. Dead Air is a fiction. All views expressed, particularly about the afterlife, are intended only as entertainment and do not reflect the beliefs of the luminaries, interviewer, or producers of Dead Air. We urge listeners to seek out for themselves the living works of our luminaries. And now the Juicy Truth with Rotwang in number 11. I'm here with number 11, and tonight we're drinking uh, Two Brothers Big Tattoo Syrah 2005. Can you describe the bottle for us? It comes with a twist-off cap, which makes it kind of nice and easy to get to. Uh, kind of a red cap. Then it's got a fleur-de-lis, and around its neck it has a pink ribbon. They have raised over 850,000 donations for various charities. Uh, breast cancer would be one, and um, a hospice also, which I think is a really nice thing. Now, Ratwing, how does the big tattoo fit in with tonight's show? This episode is all about your body and you, and you get tattoos put on your body. And hopefully we've gathered stories from people with tattoos or our questionnaire has questions online about uh, owning a tattoo. What else do you know about this wine? Well, I know that uh, when number nine was here, I gave her the option of drinking this or uh, wine she'd never tasted before. And she asked <laughs> to... Uh, do the review of the wine she'd never tasted before so I know she wasn't a big fan of this wine I also know that one of the brothers of the two brothers who started this wine company is a tattoo artist so that's another reason for them to name their uh, wine big tattoo and also the Fleur de Lis which is a part of the label was a logo that the tattoo artist brother designed and he picked that symbol because it was their mother's favorite symbol. And uh, the reason they're interested in the breast cancer charities is because their mother died of breast cancer. They give 50 cents of every dollar of the uh, purchase price to uh, their charity. Can you describe the color? 
it looks like a, I think, a nice deep burgundy. It's a really pretty color. Nice and dark. It's really jewel-like. I agree. It's a nice color, so we'll give that a 10. Number 11, you bought me a really nice wine taster's glass. Just recently, I was listening to the Winecast for Newbies podcast. The host of Winecast for Newbies, Bill Wilson, was doing an episode on the kind of wine glass you should use. Mainly for the aroma, he said you should have a tulip-shaped glass, and you just happened to buy me a big bowl tulip-shaped glass. So that's the one we're going to be using to sample the aroma out of. So let me pass this one to you and, and get your reaction. She's swirling, she's swirling. Oh, she, she's, she's actually swirling it out of a, the big glass and out of a small wine glass. And she says there's definitely a difference. It almost smells like kind of a fuel. I'm not sure. Alcoholic? Oh, alcohol is a fuel. Um, but the little glass does not have as strong of a scent. Okay, I didn't even think to do this experiment, uh, smelling the wine out of these two different sized and shaped glasses. I'm glad number 11 had the idea because uh, there is definitely a big difference. Now, she has a, a small wine glass. and it was, I didn't give her very much, which is good because you want a lot of air at the top of the wine so you can do just this, uh, smell it before you drink it. And we're swirling it, and uh, I think... It actually, this wine actually smells better in the smaller glass. It smells sweeter to me in that smaller glass. And and I agree with uh, number eleven that in the bigger glass it opens up and you smell the alcohol more. Thank you, Rotwang. You're too kind. Did you smell anything besides the alcohol? She's shaking her head. No. It is hard to smell past the alcohol, but I do smell fruit. So there's some unnameable fruit smell. I know what it's supposed to smell like. Plum, cherries, and cocoa accented by subtle hints of pepper. Okay, well, I can't name a fruit. I just know that the fruit smell I smell is sharp. It isn't pleasant. It stings a bit. Let's give this a rating for aroma of a low five. Well, next let's go to clarity. We decanted this. We used a sort of a strainer on it, so there's no sediments in it, and it, it is, it's not cloudy, so we should give it that a high score. Give it a 10, please. The body is next. Body, theme is body. This is critical. Well, um, it's a big wine. We, before we started drinking this wine, we had dinner, and I had Chapino. It's going to go well with that. Number uh, 11 has just taken a drink and she is holding her throat and wants to spit it out. Nasty, she th thinks. Maybe she would like a Swedish fish to kill the taste. Actually, it's very strong tasting. How do you like it with the Swedish fish? Can you talk with the Swedish fish in your mouth? He's shaking his head. No. The body is a seven, you say. That sounds good. Now the next thing is taste notes, which with the Swedish fish should make it taste really Swedish. I'll tell you right now, I don't really care for the f taste of this wine. I've pretty much ruined <laughs> my palate with Swedish fish. <laughs> so it's gonna, I'm going to have to take a minute before. Maybe there's a connection somewhere between Swedish fish, Swedish massage, and the body. What do you think? I say you can't go wrong with any of them. 
I have to say that eating a Swedish fish and drinking the wine, much better. I like them together. Yes, I do. I'm going to leave uh, a few a little bits of the fish on my teeth just just to add some flavor. Now, this wine it is uh, from Chile, and it's uh, 50% uh, Syrah grape and 50% Cabernet. So, Rotwing, is there any other things that you taste in there? Any kind of fruits or anything specific besides the Swedish fish? The fruits, they said, were ripe, but... To me, it tastes like they used the stems because there is that, there's a harshness. This wine would probably be good to uh, get bombed on cheaply, and it would go with, uh, it's such a big wine, it would go with uh, big foods, spicy foods. This would go with steak. So how would you rate the taste notes then? Sounds like it might be pretty low score. It's going to be low in my book. I'm going to give it a three. As soon as we decanted this bottle, we put it in another half-size bottle, and it sealed it and put it in the refrigerator. So it shouldn't have lost much of its characteristics. But I'm, I'm giving it the benefit of a doubt with three, so that gives you some idea of how low I would rate the taste. Now me, I would rate it when I'm eating a Swedish fish with the wine, maybe like a six. Now, the next thing is going to be the complexity. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be low, too. Since this wine came with a screw-on cap, I'm thinking that it was bottled to be preserved for a long time. I would hope that if it did grow in complexity as it aged, it would also mellow out because it's very harsh. I'm going to give it a four. So you think a four? Sounds good to me. The next thing is the acid balance. It's got a good acid balance for such a big wine. I said the flavors were sharp. It's not the acid um, that's sharp. I I don't feel a a burning sensation. So as a rating, what would that be? Eight. Let's give it a nine. Are you trying to raise the wine's final score? Rotwang is nodding yes. The next is the alcohol balance. I will tell you what the alcohol per volume is. That would be 13.7%. And I can say from the little bit I've drank that I can feel a bit of a buzz. Okay, now I'm going to have to rate the uh, alcohol balance on the poor side because there's so much alcohol in this that it it is stepping all over the flavors so the balance is off I'm gonna have to give it a four maybe not that low let's say five four or five it's up to you if you really think it's four then say four maybe you should keep the alcohol balance low like four especially as I've already written it down and that was ruled a four What's next? Uh, price. Price. The price for this bottle of wine is $9.50. So next we do the price score. I guess for the price, it should get full marks of 10. Except if you don't like the wine, then no matter what it is, it doesn't matter. Then it's no good. So then it'd be a zero still, no matter what. That is a very good point. $9.50 is still a lot of money. You said there's some three buck chucks 
that you like, and those are three twenty nine, I think. And is it better than this? Yes, you're absolutely right. I was about to say I wouldn't buy this again. And nine fifty is too expensive. They give so much money to charity. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say do a five at least. Okay, we can go halfsies on that. It doesn't make sense to give it a high mark. Let me tally that up now. It is good with the Swedish fish. I would like a Swedish fish flavored wine. What is the real flavor that Swedish fish candy is trying to emulate? It's raspberry, isn't it? Well, it's raspberry or it's cherry. Because I know when you get the flavored Swedish fish, the yellow is kind of lemony, the green is kind of limey, and the orange is orangey. So the red, it's either cherry or raspberry, but I'd say cherry or carnauba wax. Are you tallying? No, it seems more like dallying. Okay, number 11, we're back. Uh, what did you get for a score for this wine? I believe they should hang their heads in shame. It's a whopping 63 points. Ooh. But not the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst? No, 63 is uh, 63 is very bad, but we did have one wine that was worse, the Passagata from Maryland, from Mount Airy. Who did you have that wine tasting with? That was number nine. Well, thank you, number 11, for all your help. I know it, it was rough. You don't like red wine. I actually kind of liked it with the Swedish fish. It made it fun. Good night. Small Blue Ball by Donal Dempsey Gravity was, you know, getting me down. I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, and I was no Charles Atlas, just an emotional weakling getting sand kicked in my face by a muscle-bound life who only laughed at my plight. But then, but then, you kissed me right, right here, and I felt like I was an apple, falling, you know, up. Or that I had just stepped outside the hatch and was floating in space, weightless, weightless. Your kiss, the small blue ball, startling the darkness. Hey, Skinny, your ribs are showing. Don't let him hit you, Joe. Watch what you say, fella. Shut up, you bag of bones. Darn it, I'm tired of being a skinny scarecrow. Charles Atlas says he can make me into a new man. I'll gamble a stamp and get his free book. Later. Boy, that didn't take long. What a build. Now I'll take care of that bully. Here's a love tap from that bag of bones, remember? What a man! And he used to be so skinny! Hey, I can make you a new man too, in only 15 minutes a day. People used to laugh at my skinny 97 pound body. I was ashamed to strip for sports or to swim. Girls used to make fun of me behind my back. Then I discovered my bodybuilding system, Dynamic Tension. It made me such a complete specimen of manhood that I hold the title, The World's Most Perfectly Developed Man. 
What's my secret? When you look in the mirror and you see a healthy husky fella smiling back at you, then you'll be astonished at how fast dynamic tension gets results. It's the easy, natural method you can practice in the privacy of your own room. Just 15 minutes a day, just watch your scrawny chest and shoulder muscles begin to swell. Those spindly arms and legs of yours bulge, and your whole body starts to feel alive, full of zip and go. My 22-page illustrated book is yours, not for $100 or 10 cents, but free. Send for my book, Everlasting Health and Strength, 22 pages of photos, valuable advice, shows what dynamic tension can do, answers vital questions. For any fella who wants a better build, I'll send you a copy free. It may change your whole life. Rush a coupon to me personally. Charles Atlas, Department 1L, 115 East, 23rd Street, New York, New York. Anthony, what you doing in the privacy of your own room? The Rodcast musical bed you're hearing is called Haunted. It's used with the permission of the composer Kim Schutterley. If you have a good idea for a Rodcast theme or a wine suggestion for our review, email your idea to mail at rotcast.com or call the Rotline. Yeah, I would like to leave a typically ignorant message of intolerance and hate for that dead air guy on the uh, the special fashion issue show. Anyway, here it goes. I find his kind create feelings of anger and uh, fill my tiny mind with disgust and uh, my loud mouth with uh, hate speech and vitriol. Orson Welles is a fat There, I feel better. I don't care if it is... <coughs> Excuse me. I don't care if it isn't his fault. Maybe he has bum thyroid. I'm glad the winemonger is dead. The Rotline phone number will be posted at the website or Skype us at CallRotCast. Visit www.rotcast.com to learn more about the wines and link to more content. Listen next time when you will hear... Get your pies for the great pie fight.